podcast. This must be the weirdest of the all weird podcasts that there's been so far because this isn't out on the day it's supposed to be out for like the second week in a row. Um, once again, I apologise for the delay. However, the big man's been like Donald Trump at a buffet. I've had a lot on my plate. So I've struggled to fit in time to record the podcast this week. But hey, it's the dead of the night once again. Back where we belong. Back in the midnight airwaves. Back in that burning the midnight oil. There's some sort of song out there. It's like burning the midnight oil. It's like a like some sort of slow rock power ballad type thing. Oh, whoa. Hello. Shit, there's me in the middle of the night. Scared shitless by my dog. Cheers for that, Charlie, mate. Appreciate that. Hey, Dick. Oh, just give me a massive corner there. Um, but back again. Um, I just wanted to come out and say, yeah, apologies. The podcast is out late. I know a lot of people have been sitting waiting on the weird podcast on Saturday morning. Little apology in advance. There's not going to be a weird podcast this Saturday morning either. Boo! It'll be out. But it'll be out earlier, and it'll be out on Monday next week. Um, that's because I'm going on a stag do, which I'll talk about later on. But I'm away from Friday to Sunday, and I don't think I'll be in a condition to record come Sunday. So I'll, I'll get my wits together and start again on Monday and get it get it out there. Um, but if you're missing missing Papa Bear's dulcet, soft, and sexy tones. Mm, yeah on a Saturday morning don't worry you can still listen to my voice on BBC Radio Ulster at 10.30am it's the Shane Todd show which I co-host and yeah the name doesn't reflect it in the title but hey it doesn't matter I'm a team player um, You know, we, we sign contracts to be on shows to do shows some people just agree to do them other people have demands like I'm not, I'm not saying what the demands are, who makes them, but I'm just saying some people are like, I'll not do a show unless it's my name, which is fair enough. Each to their own, but hey, I'm on that. Co-hosting it. I'm going to be a co-host. But um, yeah, it's back for the next, be now five weeks coming up. That's going to be there. So check it out on BBC Radio Ulster, 10.30am, the Shane Todd show with my, me obviously and Shane Todd as well. But uh, it's decent. The first week wasn't um, as good, maybe, as we'd like it to have been. But again, it's just that, that's the way it goes with the first episode. Sometimes there's a few teething problems. We've been doing the show now. This is the third series that we've done of it. I think it's the third series. Could be fourth. No, third, I think. And, um, yeah, it's been it's been good. It's fun, always fun to do. I love getting in and getting the show done. But the first episode, the last two series is have the same, just not being as good as they improve as they get along. But it was still decent. I enjoyed it. It was good. And hopefully you guys enjoyed it too. And you will continue to listen over the course of the next five weeks. And um, again, engage with that. And for your midweek fix, of course, the Boytown podcast, which is again myself and Shane Todd featuring on that. But no, this week's radio show is good with Mick Conlon, the boxer on it, who has featured on Boytown before through via Tweetback, where I made Shane basically kind of flirt with him a bit in a weird kind of way, and he, and he took it well. He enjoyed it, if you will. He enjoyed it probably a bit too much because, hey, 
he went back on the Shane's radio show. So there's definitely definitely something there. But yeah, it was a good show. It was fun. Hopefully, as I say, it'll get better as we go on. But we're just find our man, we're just find our feet. You know how things go sometimes. And if you can't find your feet, you fall flat on your face, you know what I'm saying? And we will find our feet. We we will. And we'll make it even better than it's been. But yeah, that's where we're at, isn't it? And I'm just I'm 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 a tired man. You know, I'm I'm sleepy. This old uh, three hours and a night kips not for me. I try to get through it, but um, I've been coping well so far. I thought you know managing. I enjoy being a dad; it's great fun. But then, like, it just catches up on you, and I was like, didn't feel too sleepy, didn't feel too bad, and then I started noticing my skin was getting really dry and like sore and stuff. And then I was like, I've some kind of like psoriasis or something. And then I looked up how you get it, and it's like stress. And then I thought, yeah, probably is. I probably am a wee bit stressed. My paternity leave's over. I'm back at work. I've lots of deadlines with other stuff. I'm doing the radio show. I'm doing two podcasts a week. I'm raising a child, not by myself, but it sounds more dramatic. And I'm looking to be moving house. So my house is on the market at the minute, and I'm looking to buy. So all in all, it's a stressful old time and I thought I'd be managing it pretty well and then my body's just like, nah mate, I'm going to give you psoriasis and your skin's going to fall off. Um, I actually looked up psoriasis online and basically what it is is like a more modern, acceptable term for leprosy. <laughs> so I'm like a leper now, you know, a leopard because that'd be pretty cool if I was like a, a dude leopard. Like that new superhero that's coming out, the panther. Except that'd be leopard. Except I'm a leper. That's the shit of superhero ever. Except any of you who don't know, leprosy is not just bits falling off your body. Do you know leprosy is like immunity to pain? So like that's why bits fell off people because they're just not feeling pain. So you just be chilling on a stove. Um, not that they had stoves like back in the day when like leprosy was frowned upon I don't even know if leprosy still is if it's cured or not but back in like the day of Jesus and whatever when the lepers were hanging around had to wear wee bells around their neck to be like a dude's a leper don't touch him in case in case you catch it wasn't wasn't contagious there's a wee fact for you guys people just being sly to lepers who actually have amazing skills like I could I'd say my mum's possibly a leper the way she just lifts hot pots out of the oven and stuff holds she holds cups of tea Without using the handle, just I'd hold past her with the handle instead. Of just taking it with two hands, she'd just grab it around the actual heat generating part of the mug and just drink her tea like she's no pain receptors. Like as if she's a leper, albeit bits don't fall off her that I know of. You know, I'm not really looking at her in that much detail. She could take her her clothes off and bits just fall drop off her. Who knows? But as, as far as I see, she's just. A regular woman with leper leper hands. Superhero Marvel DC. Get leper man on the cards. Except he's got some sort of regenerative powers, so whenever bits fall off him, they grow back. Uh, that'd be amazing. I am following like superhero um, naming protocol. You probably just call the guy like like Batman's a bat. He's a dude. Superman's like a super dude. Superman, um, Spider Man's a spider who's also a man. Spider Man, um, it's probably just be Leprosy Man or Leper Man. 
Um, but it'd be it'd be a great superhero. I would support the leper man, albeit hopefully he's not got leprosy through being stressed like I am. Otherwise, he'd be an emotional wreck on the edge. But if he's just got legit leprosy and you use it, I, I'm going off on a tangent here. I, I have a few notes. When I do the podcast, I have a couple of notes to go by. It's very loose, hence the warbling going off on a tangent and talking about leprosy man. Leprosy man would actually go really well in Tucker B's. <laughs> he would just go in, be able to eat their shitty food and just not feel it, not taste it, because he's got no sense, no sense of like feeling. So I assume his taste buds don't work. He's just in there chomping down on a freezing chicken burger and champ, loving it. Leprosy man. And his arch nemesis would be like just a really sensitive guy. <laughs> Like not not to touch, just you saying to him he's offended. Leprosy man walks in and it's like, oh man, have you brushed your hair today? <laughs> Why are you making fun of me, leprosy man? So sensitive. No. Oh. As soon as this computer's shut today, get the notepad out and just start writing the first draft of Leprosy Man. Try and pitch it. Be my first movie. Dave Elliott film, Leprosy Man. Oh well, I actually wrote my first script this last week. Submitted it to a to a wee thing, and yeah, it was fun to do. It took a while in, in in doing it, and hopefully something will come of that. And I haven't just wasted my time. I mean, it's not as good as Leprosy Man, but hey. And and before I leave, actually, superheroes. Leprosy Man's not the first superhero I've ever invented. I um don't know why I came up with this, but I had an idea of a character a few years ago called Wait for it, Vasectomind. Uh-huh. Um, what, what does a vasectomine do? Oh, by the way, he's just a really shit superhero who, um, whenever like the superhero god was given out powers, he was the last of the superheroes to be given his powers. Thus, his sole power was that he could use his mind to give people vasectomies. Hence the name vasectomine. You know, it, it would be... The script would be a journey of discovery as Vasectomine tries to work out how he can utilize his powers for good. And I think what he basically could do was like stop people from spreading STIs and like impregnating people through bad lovemaking. Not lovemaking, forced stuff. Don't like the don't it's not that kind of podcast, not going into, but that's that's what he would do. It would be a story of of joy as vasectomine found an appropriate use to his powers again tangent we're off on one um back to the notes again mm. this is why it's a weird podcast isn't it talk shite man it's not just back on the radio i'm, I'm back doing stand-up this week again whoa 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 wednesday i'm back in lavery's comedy club my personal favorite comedy club in Northern Ireland is Lavery's um, it's always fun to do you can sort of, as a comedian you can try stuff, it's good crack um, I'm just saying that it's my personal favourite club because came to my attention that some tights out there yeah, some people you know who you are if you're listening or listening to my podcast hearing things I'm saying and also Boytown and touting on me for things. Mm-hmm. You know what that you know what the old saying is? 
Toi toi. Snitches get shot. But uh, yeah, someone told me this week that apparently I had uh, I spoke ill of a television show that I was featured on, which um, I didn't hate it. You know, I, I did a show and I enjoyed being part of it. It was fun to do. Late license is what it is in case anyone's curious. And I, I said some stuff about it that on a podcast that possibly could have been perceived as negative. Um, it wasn't really that case. I just was disappointed that like it didn't go out when it should have done. I don't think enough people saw it. Maybe didn't, you know, get support that it needed and maybe it was a bit flaky in parts there were some bits better than others but hey it's anything it's subjective opinion it's only like as a performer me reflecting on how i thought something went like we're in a business whereby a lot of people if they're involved in anything they just say it's class and then some people outside of it are watching it going "Mm, it's not very good and if people are going that's class and it's not do you know what makes you look like you're like you're deluded or above yourself or whatever. So I just like I, I myself probably am overly critical of what I what what I do. Like if I'm involved in anything and, and I don't like any of it, whether it's online stuff, stand up material, um, TV, whatever, radio. I'll, and if I don't think it's up to the standard that I think it should be, I'll, I'll say. And that just maybe happened to be what I said on my own podcast. And then obviously somebody has got onto this, listened to it, sent links to people who may may not be involved in in that production and come back to to bite me. I mean, I'm not a negative person. I'm a positive guy. I just maybe you know, can't be you can't be over the moon with everything. You know, if you're over the moon with everything, you've got a problem. So yeah, I need to watch what I say, watch my mouth. Apparently I, I I'm being censored now. Not technically being censored, I'm just censoring myself because, hey, you know, I want to work again. Do you know? Got a daughter now, I need to feed her. And I've got no superpowers. You don't call me vasectomind or leprosy man. Albeit I do have leprosy. So I can't I can't just go out and make that money, I have to watch what I say and Um Unfortunately, last week or the week before, when I gave opinions on other things, I didn't know that I'd been touted on, so I'm probably being touted on for that too. So, if you've touted on me, I'm coming for you. If I find out you've touted on me, I'll get you. And all my other weirdos who want to find the tout, get on it, find the tout, report back to me and collude with me and I'll get them. Don't know what I'll do. Like, when I get them, probably just go... Why'd you tell me, mate? And I'd be like, oh, just because... Just because I felt like it, do you know? But hey, I'll be able to find out who the tout is because I've got uh, SoundCloud and stuff that you can see all the people that listen to your podcast, all the different accounts and whatnot. So if you're out there, I'll find you. If you're out there, I don't know who you are. I don't know what you want. But what I do know... Is I have a very particular set of skills. Skills that make me a threat to people like you. I don't know the words. Memory is not a skill that I have. But while I, I will find you. And I will ask you why you tied it on me. Meh. <laughs> but yeah, so. Tied out. It's 
snitches get shot. Back at Lavery's though, Wednesday night, Lavery's Comedy Club. Me, I'll, I'll be doing some new bits. Um, I've taken a bit of time off, like almost two months off of stand-up, which feels like forever. You want to ideally be doing stand-up nearly every week over here. I know it's hard to get up as much as you would like to. You'd almost like to be in stand-up every night. I'd love to be doing stand-up every day. It'd be amazing. But just not the places to do it. Unfortunately, as well, like there just aren't enough clubs to be doing gigs. And whenever there are clubs in the country that are propped up with wooden scaffold and your mouth is a flamethrower it's not welcome in certain places touch you're killing me I'm sounding like a real paranoid freak don't I touch you're killing me I, I'm not allowed to be getting work I'm not getting work because of the tights well, it's not it's like this is me in my mind you, you're not getting work because of the tights is it not because you're shit mate no shut up it's because of the tights people get me and bother about stuff people reporting what i say what i tweet big brother's watching you and also you shit mate Sh- shut up man i get it but yeah i'm back to laveries and i want to do a good set because the last time i was there was the first time i did the only time i've done stand-up was a da it was the first time i'd left the baby alone with my girlfriend and she wasn't ready to be left alone with the baby at that stage so by the time I went there I was worried and uncomfortable and as soon as I'd done my set I got a text being like I think you should come home now and that's ominous there's no way you can see any positives in that Mm-mm. so home I went and I, yeah, I was like walking into a disaster zone the dog was barking the baby was crying I was getting evils and thought, nah, it's not worth it. So tomorrow, tomorrow, what am I doing? I'm a liar. Two days time, at Lavery's on Wednesday. I'll be back and hopefully I can redeem myself with some sweet new shit. And yeah, that's the exciting news. Whoa, 18 minutes. And 18 minutes has absolutely no correlation with the next feature. But everybody that listens to the podcast knows the next feature. Three, two, one... The Champions League of Weird. Everyone knew that segment was. They knew it. The Champions League of Weird. The number one segment in all of podcasts. Says nobody ever in history. In least war, in fact. But hey, I was buzzing about it all week. I thought to myself, this is the last in the group stages of the Champions League of Weird. Finally, finally, we'll be in the knockout stages. But no, there's another fucking week to go next week. So it's in the penultimate week of the Champions League of Weird. And this week, hey, some some big heavyweight t- matches this week. We've got Group E and Group F of the Champions League of Weird. Group E, it's Sia. Who wants to swing from a chandelier? From a chandelier uh. versus Yoko Ono, who who does all kinds of weird shit. <laughs> Just be she's a real jack of all trades of weird. Um, 
And the winner of that is Yoko Ono. Because, hey, like about four weeks ago in the first week or the first round of matches of the Champions League of Weird, we realised, hey, yo, C ain't really that weird. It's all an act. She's putting it on. So Yoko wins that. Ding dong. And in the next match, it's a tough one. Wesley Snipes versus Derek Akora. Demolition Man versus Premonition Man. <laughs> That's the best thing I've ever said off the top of my head. Um, and it's hard to call that. Demolition versus Premonition. You have to just give it a draw straight down the middle. So point to piece um, for that. And I'm also just writing that down as the title of the show. And that's a point each. And on that case, that means that the final scores of the Group E, scores in the doors, in last place, the Champions League weirdo that group, not even getting into the Europa League weird, is Sia, who's just a fake weirdo. Second place, or second from bottom, on four points, oh, is Wesley Snipes, the demolition man, which means just creeping in ahead of him is the premonition man, Derek Okora, with five points. And obviously the weirdo, the weird winner of Grip E is Y.O. Yo, Yoko Ono. Respect. She's in the knockout stages. And now we're on to Grip F. Da, 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 da. This week, the last round of matches are Naomi Campbell versus Rodrigo Alves, the human Ken doll. Hey, one's a diva and one's a doll. Hi, and we're 2018, so we're not calling Naomi Campbell a doll, jeepers. We'll get the old feminizers on my back too, yikes. I've offended everybody across this podcast. I've offended trans people. That's it. And now also women. So hey, we're going to give the points to Rodrigo Alves, the human Ken doll, and that points three points to him. Next, Kevin Spacey versus Gary Busey. Yo, Kevin Spacey's a weird dude. Is he a perv? Yeah. Yeah, who knows? Maybe, maybe. But one thing's for sure: he's whack at pulling. He ain't know how to get that dick. He's a shit guy. We don't want to take dating advice from Kevin Spacey, and um, for sure. And then Gary Busey, we've also established earlier in the group stages that you know maybe the guy's got like mental health problems due to the fact that he had a serious motorcycle accident, which makes me not think it's funny. Therefore, not weird. Therefore, Gary Busey. Gets defeated by Kevin Spacey, which means the final scores in Group F are in last place on zero points is the Diva Naomi Campbell. In second point, or second last place, sorry, second point, second last place is the genuinely unwell Gary Busey, which he got his points the first week before I knew the actual ins and outs of. I mean, we're growing as people as we go along. You make mistakes, hey? Do you know what I'm saying? Some people make errors. For example, Jerry Kelly keeps bolt cutters in his in his car and just says, "Am I going to be be clamped?" Nah, fuck that. I'm not going to cut myself out. Which, to be fair, he's done way worse than cut cut a clamp off his car. You know, for real, probably kill people. Hey, who am I to say? But hey, he's done that, and it's a draw actually for first place. Jesus, on seven points apiece. Rodrigo Alves, the human candle, and the guys just really shit at pulling guys, Kevin Spacey. So both those lads are into the knockout stages, which means next week is the final group stages of the Champions League of Weird. Then we're into the the nail biting knockout stages when people will be talking about it week on week. They'll be like, I can't wait for this weird Champions League this week. I I need to see who's winning it. Um 
I'm, I'm looking for someone to do a book for me once we get the knockout stage. Just tell me who you just are putting as the favourites because, hey, you can never tell. That's what's so weird about the Champions League weird. You can just never tell the way it's going to go. And that's why you got to tune in next week for the final instalment of the group stages of the Champions League weird. Hey, you know what? I actually enjoyed it this week. That was actually a decent segment, I thought. And, uh, yeah, let me have a Jeffrey Duke of my notes and see what we're going to do to finish off. Because, you know, it is the dead of the night. In the midnight hour, I cry more, more, more. I was supposed to be Scooter, but I don't know. It was like Billy Idol, wasn't it, did that first? Yeah, people probably listen going, actually, it's Billy Idol, you bastard. Well, I prefer Scooter's version. Do what you want with do what you want with that one, and um, so yeah, I'm gonna. I was gonna talk about a funeral I was at, but hey, it's it's kind of negative banter. Um, but it was the first funeral I've been at in ages, and it was it was a great auntie of mine, and it was really I was sad. I must admit, I love the wee woman, but hey, you know such sometimes such as life, it's cruel. Whenever it's you know it's kind as as kind as it is, it is cruel, and um, yeah, it was a tough old week. But also weird because I haven't been to church since I was like a little child. Now, as I said before, I'm from a mixed marriage, so hey, I depend. I basically was a free agent at one point. Whenever I came to church, you know, I was a young kid. I didn't want to go to church. Both my grannies wanted me to go to church. My Protestant granny, and my Catholic granny. My Catholic granny had to go uh, to pitch her church to me first. I went off. She was basically like, come to church with me. I want to teach you the way. I want to teach you to embrace the Lord in your life. Let him guide you and and really experience things that, that can make you feel life is more fulfilling and you can live in a more positive, faithful way. And I thought it's pretty good. It sounds pretty cool to be able to embrace God in my life. Um, you know, it's a pretty good pitch. I'm, I'm very close to signing to be a Roman Catholic here. And then I went to my Protestant granny and she was like, um, if you come to church with me every week, I'll buy you a packet of Premier League stickers and give you a Mars bar. And I was like, right, okay, for sure I'm, I'm signing on the Protestant dotted line. I was like, fuck you to my Catholic granny. Fired a rosary back at her and was like, right, I'm, I'm a prod now. That only lasted a few years until like I was old enough to realise that religion is kind of stupid, <laughs> especially in this country, um, and just stopped going. So I haven't been to like church since, barring funerals and stuff, since I was like 10. And I certainly haven't been to the chapel since I was about that age when, when my granny sadly passed away. So I was back here with my, my great my great aunt's funeral, my granny's sister, and being close to her, we had the certain roles to do. I did a reading at the funeral, which was quite tough. It's always tough to, to read at a funeral, especially whenever it's people that you're really close to. Um, and that was rough. So then, obviously, they didn't give us a heads up as to what would be going on at the funeral. Obviously, a service and whatnot, and prayers and things but they didn't tell me like you know at catholic churches it's not as big a thing to be a congregational singer so there's a girl playing the organ just singing away beautifully and then out of nowhere the priest just starts singing in this 
really soft voice. So she was just humming away, singing away, and then out of nowhere the priest come in, and I will raise you up on eagle's wings. And I'm I'm trying to, to just be composed when I'm going to piss myself, laughing at this voice. So then I went up to do my reading, as I'm sitting there, there's another hymn on, and he just looking dead in my eyes, starts singing like he's a pet shop boy. I'm going... Stop that. I will. I'm going to. And I, I, you can't go up to the pulpit to speak with tears in your face and a giggle. It's just inappropriate. Even I, a master of inappropriateness, would not do that. And no doubt, with the tights out there, they would tell God. And then I'd be doubly fucked. But I managed to get through that. And then I thought, right, okay, I've done my speech. I don't need to worry about. What else I have to do? And there's no more roles I can have. I can just be a mourning nephew here. But then the coffin was going to the grave, and they were like, "Do you want to carry it?" And I'm like, "Sure." So, rather than carrying it directly to the grave, which is about seven miles from where the church was, we had to like stabilize it on a trolley all downhill, which was a difficult thing to try and be dignified whilst balancing a truck. So we eventually got it down, carried the coffin put it where it needed to go and I'm sort of standing there a bit, a bit emotional at this point quite upset and um, the undertaker not the WWF one sadly came up to me and was like do you want to love her? excuse me? like do you want to love her? is what I heard him say I thought like he was saying do I want to like love her like show her love and I was like sure walked up to the to the, the coffin and sort of patted it and was like love you and I'll see you again somewhere along the line and he was like no do you want to lower her and I was like ah right okay like lower her into the grave um not really um so I know you heard job mate um but yeah I had to do that too which is fair enough I'm a strong enough dude you can man- manage that but you, you're you're on another end of like a rope type number to lower the coffin down there's four guys to lower it down there was like Two kind of middle-aged farmer kind of guys. That's that side of my family. Hence my physique. And then across from me was some 94-year-old dude with no back. So he's over there just casually trying to lower this thing. Not a problem because I'm taking 95% of the weight. I'm sweating. I'm leaning back. I'm holding this week rope between my legs like I'm doing a tug of war. And this old dude this could very well just hop in with her. Let them throw the saw on top of him and just be over with it just casually lowering it down so I'm sweaty covered in dirt and looking dishevelled to say the least so expect to do a wee reading end up carrying it putting it down lowering it it's like turning up to the cinema and then being told yeah you need to direct and act in this whole film too we'll give you lines and you can just do the whole rest of it now fuck that I'm here to mourn and eat sandwiches not to carry, not to bury. But hey, that's what it did. You know, that's, that's what'll happen. So it's an eye-opener. So basically what I'm saying is moving forward, there should be a list, like a wee checklist of what to expect at a funeral, and then that should be it. You know, we something something to say. There is a chance that this priest may sing a song. You know, it'll ideally be the song that, that they're playing in the church. Could just be a freestyle. Could be Bruno Mars. Who knows? But at least if it's going to be 
potentially a left field ball that give you the heads up, that give you the holler, let you know what's going on. Do you know what I mean? And you know, fingers crossed, touch wood, I'll hopefully not be back in a church again for a funeral anytime soon. And rest in peace to my auntie. She's a lovely woman, ninety five years old. Um, absolute hero, real, real lovely wee lady, and I will miss her. Sad. I know it's a damn there to talk about in the podcast, but hey, you gotta do your own thing. Do you know what I mean? It probably segues me nicely into my next topic, going on stag do on Friday. Um, I would. I was about to just go here. I'm going to stag do to so and so, but then I realised the guy who is the stag probably listens to this podcast, so don't want to give it away. It could be a warm place for going. Could be cold. Probably more likely to be cold because the time of the year and it's a nightmare to find anywhere warm unless you're going to like the Maldives or Morocco, which we're not. So we're going to aim for it to be warm. But hey, the weather's the weather. You can't. You can't. You can't. You can't plan it basically. So. I'm off again off again on stag, back Friday to Sunday, all things being well, I'll return to the podcast on Monday, potentially could die, that's a risk you take whenever you drink, especially when you're an old dude, I had a few beers on uh, Saturday, watching the rugby, the Six Nations, and literally had like four pints, and a glass of red wine, and I was bucked, brought Holly to the pub with me for the first time. Um, for an actual sesh Let's be fair She's my daughter She's been to the pub Twice before Once whenever we brought her Into town to register her As a person And secondly On Christmas Eve Because the whole family Just were Were there So This is the first time We went on A bit of a session Not a major session Obviously Because I just told you I had four pints And a glass of red wine If that was what A major session was Lightweight Probably Lightweight Or a, Like a, a Devout Christian With a problem a bit of bad news that's the sort of session that would be but I went there watched the, the rugby from 1 o'clock to about 5 o'clock didn't get to see all the Ireland match because hey came back to watch the, the Arsenal Everton match at half 5 had to see a new Arsenal attack line needed to see Obama Yang still sadly I will be was in the team but hey it's near here and there but by the time I got back to watch that blitzed and I went for a wee nap after that game finished like oh have we a bit of shot out here um, get about 40 minutes in or whatever feel a bit better you know obviously still not getting much sleep bang wake up four hours later hung over the fuck still gotta put the baby down to try and get a good night's sleep but what I didn't realise is that while I was asleep Catherine who was also the pub me for a bit she did, She only had like two glasses of wine she came a bit later responsible parent she just had peace from me and thought well if he's quiet and the baby's quiet fuck I'll just let her sleep so she let the baby sleep for the same time as I slept and when a baby sleeps at that time of night means keen on sleeping overnight nah fuck that fuck that like Conor McGregor are you going to sleep tonight baby nah fuck that I'm staying awake all fucking night and I was like alright so I got about 10 minutes sleep on Saturday which meant Sunday was so shit but hey that's the that's why that, that's what the advert for contraception should be be like Man, do you like sleeping? And you go, oh, I love it. We'll then wear a condom. All right. And and that's where we're at. Now I'm awake in the dead of night. Probably should be sleeping. But hey, bet as soon as I go put the head in the pillow, the baby will smell my must. Must, musk, whatever. And go, no, it's time to cry. That's not the way she speaks. 
um, because she's a baby and can't speak. But hey, that's the beauty. You can imagine how she'll speak. So for today, I imagine her to have like a deep, deep voice, like Morpheus from the Matrix. <laughs> uh, freak me out if she had that kind of voice. Absolutely freak me out, mate. Um, so yeah, we're, we've managed to talk shite once again for a decent amount of time. So only thing left to do is the reader's question. So allow me to just pull it up here for you. <laughs> Stu on Twitter. Um, for anyone that doesn't know Stu, friend of the Boytown podcast and, and also a weirdo, we'll give him his proper name. Pepper. Um, first of all, Stu, great story on the Shane Todd show on Saturday about meeting Frank Lampard Sr., I'm getting a tip from him. I really enjoyed that. But Stu has asked me, Dave, have you ever found anything weird in your food? Um, you know, honestly, mate, not that springs to mind. Only thing is not so much what I found in my food, but what I found in my cutlery was probably one of the worst things. I was a kid, well, about 11 or 12, and at one of my friend, my parents' friends' houses for, like, dinner and stuff you know those shit parties you have to go through whenever like clearly the parents are just invited but they have to bring the kids because they made a mistake and they have kids now that's what happened but then the parents were obviously playing some drinking games again blitzo so just gave the kids like me and my sister and a couple other wee kids that obviously were forced to hang out with but they're obviously jerks i hated that happened and we're giving just ice cream in a bowl and like a bit of apple crumble so sweet i was just getting that into me loving it finished it all up be like mm, this flavor so great there's a little bit of apple crumble in the back of the spoon and scraped it off and started chewing it and i was like fuck that's salty and stinking that is not apple crumble and it turns out it was just hardened gravy from the spoon that they were mixing gravy with so i just got that on board instantly sick weak stomach major poussey is what i am but that that was weird and pretty stinking. So did not like that at all, mate. Chris Barr has asked me, or said, Hello Dave, the rave. Check out this guy who takes the term petrol head to a whole different level. And then he sent me a story. Let me see what the story is. Whoa. <laughs> Man admits to having sex with a thousand cars. First off, ca- can you have sex with cars? Like, it's not sex if it's not a human, right? It's just, like, probably... A, ma- a masturbation aid of some description anyway a man who claims to have had sex with over a thousand cars has defended his in brackets romantic feelings towards vehicles eddie smith who lives in his with his current girlfriend a white volkswagen beetle named vanilla oh shit she's sassy i got a white volkswagen beetle named vanessa or vanilla baby vanessa's also sassy but not sassy vanilla mm insisted that he was not sick and he had no desire to change his ways. I love that. Mate, stop fucking cars. Nah. Sound? Good luck to you. Um, he appreciates the beauty. <laughs> I love this. I appreciate beauty and I go a little beyond appreciating the beauty of a car only to the point of what I feel is an expression of love, he said. Maybe I'm a little bit off the wall. <laughs> I like that. Maybe, hey, guys, maybe I'm a bit cookie, you know? <laughs> Different horses for forces and courses and, yeah. Maybe I'm a bit weird, a bit different. Yeah, like fucking cars deal with it. Um, but when I see movies like Herbie and Knight Rider, where cars become lovable, huggable characters, it's just wonderful. Fair play to Eddie. I'm romantic. I write poetry about cars. I sing to them and talk to them, just like a girlfriend. Weird. I have a girlfriend. I, I don't write poetry to her um, or sing to them or 
talk to her actually so you're, you're definitely definitely a bit off there Eddie um, I know it's in my heart and I have no desire to change yeah there's some people that, mm, he added I'm not sick and I don't want to hurt anyone cars are just my preference um, and guess what age Eddie is 24 is he no nope um like 30s nope 57 yeah that's definitely the age he is um he first had sex with a car at the age of 15 and claims he's never been attracted to women or men just cars weird um as well as vanilla he regularly spends time with his other vehicles as well oh they're all all his vehicles are like prostitutes or food items he's got a 1973 opal gt named cinnamon yeah cinnamon baby and a 1993 ford ranger splash named ginger <laughs> ginger's a fasty ride baby <laughs> um but yeah the question chris has uh, given me along with that brilliant story is what i want to know is have you any weird related car stories um yeah like, i'm gonna start riding my my fiesta i think as of tomorrow just go out and see how it feels nah no i'm not gonna do that Weird related car stories. Mostly they're related to, to doing like being sick and being being blocked. There was once I was over in Inverness on all day with a few mates. Don't ask why I was there. It sounds a bit niche. Where'd you go for a piss up, lads? Inverness. Hey, maybe I've just given away a stag venue on Friday. <laughs> Who knows? That's nah, not Inverness. We were there watching the Scottish Open golf, and uh, a couple of me and a couple of mates we'd driven over. Um, and I was in the passenger seat of the car second day. So after a, a pretty heavy session the night before, we were driving. And a mate of mine, we were on a big motorway. And the mate that was driving pulled this big stinking green snotter out of his nose. And it absolutely turned me. I was like, oh my fuck, I'm going to be sick. Just because I'm hungover. I have a vulnerable tummy. I didn't need to see a big fluorescent green bogey. And like it was turning me. The thought of it, I was like, oh, get out the window. And I looked away, and I was fine. And I sort of looked away. I was like, oh, it's out the window. It's fine. It's grand. Look back, stuck it in the dashboard. But I don't know why. And as soon as I'd seen it on the dashboard, I started boking. So I opened the window, started boking out the window as we're driving along the motorway at speed. And then it set off a chain of events in that my friend in the back smelt my strong boke, which then turned his stomach. He was hungover. He started booking. The guy beside him got a bit of book on him from the guy in the back. Whenever he got book on him, yeah, you guessed it, he shot himself. No, I'm joking. He booked as well. So the car had to be pulled over. All four of us were just simultaneously booking at the side of the road. All from one... St- like it was a rotten bogey. It was one of those ones where it was, like, it was clearly hard when he grabbed it and then he pulled it and he's just pulled out half his brain. Big, soggy, gooey, green, stinking thing. What a lovely topic to end on But guys, once again That's been the Weird Podcast And once again, we've hit sort of 40 minutes It's only short, but hey, sometimes short things Are better, you know, just depending on how you use them So all I'll say in uh, leaving is Guys You know, spread the word of the podcast <laughs> Subscribe on iTunes Review the podcast, rate and review So I can like read it out and stuff Interact, the more questions I get, the better the weirder we can get. Tell me some weird stories about yourselves. If you use any weird preferences or anything that you think may be weird, um, but you're just not sure and you need clarity, come to me about it. Come to me about it.
and we'll clarify that but guys keep listening keep spreading the word enjoy the rest of your week and i will be back if i don't die on stag do next monday bye